Yo, today's QOD is you are your own competitive advantage. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. It's Throwback Thursday, and we are turning back that clock all the way to episode number 1088 and our featured speaker, Carla Harris. Today, Carla is going to talk about being yourself, just being your authentic self that is different from everybody else because there is only one you. And when you do that, you give yourself a competitive advantage. Carla Harris, she's coming up. It is sincerely an honor and a pleasure to be here today, and I thank Gloria Feld for giving me the opportunity to spend a few minutes with you, sharing with you what I like to call Carla's Pearls. <laughs> My hard-earned and hard-learned pearls after being a woman on Wall Street for 26 and a half years. Yeah. That's an amen. I dare say that I have learned a few things about not only surviving, but more importantly, thriving in the seat that you sit in or the seat that you aspire to sit in. And that's what the pearls are all about. I had the privilege of writing a book in 2009 called Expect to Win. And since then, I've had the privilege of speaking all over the world about the pearls. And over and over and over, people ask me all the time, why did you write this book? Why are you so honest about everything that happened in your career? And I will tell you why. When I walked out of the law and halls of Harvard undergrad and Harvard Business School, I embraced this whole concept of meritocracy. Success was merely a function of how smart you were and how hard you worked. Yet, when I started my career, it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> you see, I thought I was pretty smart. Harvard undergrad, magna cum laude, Harvard Business School, pretty smart, huh? Okay. I'm from the South, so I knew there are very few of those boys that could outwork me. Yet, the combination of the two did not equal maximizing my success. So I had to ask myself, what's missing in this success equation? And being the anal person that I am, I went to the dictionary and I looked up the word meritocracy. And I don't care whose dictionary you go to. If you look up the word meritocracy, you will see the word objective somewhere in that definition. Yet in all of our evaluative equations, there is a human element. And if there is a human element, by definition, it is subjective. It cannot be 100% meritocratic. So what are some of those other things that influenced your success equation? And that's what the pearls are all about. So tonight, I'm gonna to leave you with three of the pearls and expect to win. We're gonna talk about the power of authenticity. We're gonna talk about fear and the importance of taking risks. And we're gonna talk about relationships as a part of that, especially the sponsor relationship. And then finally, we will talk about one of the most important pearls, and that is perception is the co-pilot to reality. How people perceive you will directly impact how they deal with you. 
The power of authenticity. You are your own competitive advantage. Nobody can be you the way that you can be you. So the last thing that you should, yes, yes. The last thing that you should ever do is to submerge that which is uniquely you. Anytime that you are trying to behave or speak in a way that is inconsistent with who you really are, you will create a competitive disadvantage for yourself. If your success depends upon your ability to successfully penetrate relationships, the easiest way to penetrate a relationship is to bring your authentic self to the table. If you bring your authentic self to the table, people will trust you. And trust is at the heart of any successful relationship. It is at the heart of any successful relationship. As quiet as it's kept, most people are not comfortable in their own skin. So when they see someone who is comfortable and confident in their own skin, they will gravitate towards you. They want some of that. That was a very interesting lesson for me to learn. When I first started in this business, I didn't want anybody to talk about the fact that I was a singer. I wanted to be known as a no-nonsense, hard-driving, analytical, quantitative investment banker. I'm not here to sing and dance, boys. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to talk about that until I saw the client reaction. My colleagues would often go into a pitch with me and say, oh, this is Carla Harris, our capital markets banker. But what you really ought to know about Carla is that she's an amazing gospel singer. She's done three CDs, four sold out concerts at Carnegie Hall, and blah, 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 blah. And there I was rolling my eyes until I saw the client reaction. Oh, you're a singer. Oh, I so admire people who can sing. I personally love to sing, but my family will only let me sing in the shower. And <laughs> And maybe you could talk to my daughter about how she can integrate her love of the arts and her academics and blah, blah, blah. And there we were having a 15-minute meeting before the meeting. <laughs> Are you with me? Take the lead. <laughs> so when I sat down to pitch, they heard me with a different ear. They saw me through a different lens. I naturally differentiated myself from the other five bankers that would come in there and pitch that same IPO that afternoon because Carla Harris, the singer, was allowed to be in the room with Carla Harris, the banker. So anytime I walk into a new situation today, I bring Carla Harris, the investment banker, Carla Harris, the investment manager, Carla Harris, the prayer warrior, Carla Harris, the singer, Carla Harris, the writer, Carla Harris, the speaker, Carla Harris, the golfer, Carla Harris, the football fan. I bring all those Carlas to the table. Because I don't know which Carla will be the one that will connect and will allow me to own that relationship in a proprietary way. The second pearl I want to leave you with tonight is if you consider yourself a leader in the 21st century, you must be comfortable taking risks. You must be comfortable taking risks. 15 years ago, you could create a competitive differential for yourself in the marketplace if you had information that other people didn't have. But today, information is a commodity. So the only way that you can differentiate yourself is to show that you are comfortable taking risks. 
But interestingly enough, as we have been in the economic environment that we have been in for the last five or six years, and I've traveled around the country, all I've heard from people is keep your head down, keep your head down, don't rock the boat. You know, 8% unemployment, now 6.6% unemployment. We're having our third reduction in force. We are restructuring again. Just keep your head down. Well, take the lead, Arizona. I'm here to tell you that keeping your head down will not keep you from getting shot. So you might as well keep your head up so you can see the bullet coming. No. I say that in jest because what I'm really trying to tell you is that when we are in environments like we have been in for the last five or six years and everybody else is besieged with fear and everybody else is ducking, you have clear vision. You have clear vision to see the opportunity. This is exactly the kind of environment where you can markedly accelerate your success no matter what kind of organization you are in. This is exactly the time to say, oh, I know that we're trying to maintain our profitability. I have two thoughts about how we should do that. I know we're trying to cut costs. I have three ideas about how we should do that. I know we now have two people doing the same job that eight people were doing. That sounds like a process redesign. I'd like to take that on. Translation to management, boy, she's not worried about the layoffs. He's not worried about losing his job. She's trying to put points on the board. He's trying to move the ball down the field. He, she is a keeper. The issue with keeping your head down is that you submerge your voice. And your voice is at the heart of your power. And if you submerge your voice, you will become irrelevant. And if you become irrelevant, you will put a big target on the front and a big target on the back. But when I ask myself why we don't take more risks, the only thing that I can come up with is that we're scared. <laughs> we're just scared. It's fear. And take the lead, Arizona, hear me clearly. Fear has no place in your success equation. Fear has no place in your success equation. Can I hear you say it? Fear has no place in my success equation. And anytime I feel it creeping up the back of my neck, I remind myself of that old saying, fear is just false evidence of things appearing real. <laughs> it's really not there. Because what's the worst that can happen if you take a risk and it doesn't work out? So you fail, but guess what? Failure always brings you a gift. And that gift is called experience. Now you know how to do it better. Now you know how to do it differently. Now you know how to do it successfully. At the margin, it is always worth taking the risk. And if you are shown a new opportunity, as many of us will be in these kinds of economic times, and you're not sure whether or not you should take the risk to maximize your success, ask yourself three questions. Will the new thing give you skills and experiences that you would not get if you stayed in your current seat another 12 months? Second question, will the new thing expose you to people, relationships, and networks that you would not get if you stayed in your current seat another 12 months? And the third question is, will the new thing 
create new branches on your personal decision tree of opportunity, i.e. you could go off and do some other things that you wouldn't have been able to do if you stayed in your current seat another 12 months. If the answer to all three of those questions is yes, you should absolutely take the risk. That was Carla Harris. Her website is carlaspearls.com. You can watch today's entire talk on the YouTube. It is called How to Own Your Power Presentation. Carla Harris, take the league. All right, my friend, I'm going to see you tomorrow. We got Leo Buscaglia on the show. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.